All right, well, good morning, officially. Good morning. Yes, okay, good. Um, we are going to attempt to part the Red Sea and do a 40-minute message in eight minutes. So this will be a great miracle if this can happen, okay? <laughs> but he did it first service, and we're going to trust that he will speak. He's already been speaking this morning. And so maybe the most important thing that you're going to hear, you've already heard from him today, okay? So take that home with you. If something that I say sparks something that you want to learn more, I'm going to say this. We'll do half the sermon here or less, and then the other half I want you to do at home. On your way out, there are going to be some handouts that you can take, and you can study with the Lord on your own. Did you know that you could do that? (laughs) If you are not dependent upon me or Randy or Barry or anybody else, go home and ask the Lord, what's the end of this message for me? Will you do that? Okay, so spend some time with him, and he's quite able to tell you a whole lot better things than I'm about to tell you, and, and it'll be for you. Get into his word. Oh, and see on the back of the bulletin? See, take this with you when you go, and the scriptures and the handout, and read through these, okay? Do your own time with him. Oh, boy, does he love to speak when we do that, all right? Okay, how to condense. Here's the deal. Well, let's go to our scripture. Let's start there. Would you say with me, Exodus 15, 13. This is our text for the day. So let's read it together. In your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. Which is where we get, kids, are you ready for this? God leads me in love and he guides me in power. Do you see it? Okay, it's in there. All right, see, he leads us in love, and he guides us with his power. Now, this particular scripture, I want you to know where it comes from. Right after the Israelites come through the Red Sea, and oh, by the way, he has just rescued them out of 400 years of slavery, the most powerful leader on the earth at the time, and the most powerful army he has just defeated. Oh, and let's not forget the fact that he took the Red Sea, and he parted it, not for a few hours, but all night long. Whoa, and then... Just at the nick of time when all of his precious people got through at the very last minute, he made the waters come back and he defeated the enemy. They have just witnessed one of the most amazing things all ever told or ever seen or ever heard of. And you know what they did? They broke out into song. And this particular passage is part of the song of praise that they sang to the one who had just delivered them from an impossible situation. Are you tracking with me? So I want to read it to you again. Now, now have that in mind as we read it, because I believe that Moses is going, even Moses, this is amazing. I can't even believe that God just did this. So I'm, Moses is thinking, therefore, God, if you've done all of this for us, if you have just redeemed us, then I'm going to say, Lord, that in your unfailing love, you're going to continue to lead this people that you have redeemed. Do you hear it? He's saying, my gosh, God, if you've gone to all this trouble to get us all the way here, to set us free so we can go worship you and take us to the promised land, then I'm going to proclaim and I believe that you are going to lead us all the way because your love for us is unfailing and you, in your strength, which just blew us away, is going to take care of everything we're going to need to guide us all the way to our holy dwelling. So Moses has just made this huge proclamation. And even today, did you notice that almost every song we sang is still proclaiming the same thing about our God? 
same thing. He is still victorious. He's still the one that wants to lead us. It's his presence that wants to lead us. And he may not lead us by a cloud and a pillar of fire, but he leads us today through his word, through his spirit in us, through other godly counselor uh, people and mentors and teachers in our lives. And he leads us always in love. So here's cutting to the quick. (laughs) God wants to lead us in love because he cares about us so much. Not not unlike the Israelites, we, his people, were slaves to sin and to death. Jesus came down and he purchased us out of slavery to sin and to death with his very own life and he paid the highest price to redeem us and to buy us back and to take us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And if he went to all that trouble, don't you know he still wants to lead you and me today? And it's so much better than the pillar of of fire and the cloud because now he lives in us to guide us every day. See, it wasn't just that he said, okay, I have saved you, you're redeemed, you're good, good luck. Meet you at the promised land. Hope to see you there. Here's the Bible. Read it. No, Jesus said, follow me. And then he said, and when I leave this earth, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send my spirit to live in you and I'm going to guide you individually. Because your path will be a little bit different than her path and yours will be a little bit different. And you're going to need to have wisdom on every different situation that you come across. And so I'm going to give you wisdom and I'm, you're going to hear my voice. And that's how I'm going to lead you. And that voice is going to be a voice of love. And here's my encouragement to us today. If that voice is ever anything other than love, that's not him leading us. Sometimes I find I'm led by guilt to do something. Or I'm led by shame, which we sang about this morning, to do something. Sometimes I feel driven, like I got to, I got to do something, like, you know, you know what the root of almost all of this is? It's something called fear. And at the root of every fear, there is a lie that I'm believing about who my God is and what he can do. Where do I get this? Let's look at Romans 8 quickly. For all who are led, here we are being led, by the Spirit of God are the children of God. That's us. For you've not received a spirit that makes you a slave again to what? To fear. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Do you hear how the two are polar opposites? Do you see what it's saying? We're either being led by a a spirit of God in us, which says, you can now call me Abba. Father, Daddy, Papa. And if you have the ability to do that, then you are his child. And if you are his child, then you are taken care of. You have nothing left to fear. Because you have the one who loves you with an unfailing love as your daddy. You have now been given a leadership within you that wherever you go and whatever comes your way, stuff is going to come. He will be there with you to guide you through it. See, we now are the children of a perfect 
father. Trish prayed this morning that those of us who maybe didn't have a perfect family scenario would still understand that this is who he is. He will lead you in nothing but love, nothing but kindness, nothing but goodness. He will not lead us by fear. And you're thinking, why are you making such a big deal of this this morning? Well, this is what I heard the Holy Spirit say this week, that his heart was breaking because there are still some of us who have stopped short of our promised land and we're wandering in a desert of fear. And it's right there. <laughs> and honestly, people, it's right here. You see, the promised land for us is going to be in its fullness that great kingdom of heaven that we will reach someday in heaven, right? But guess what? And Michelle already said it. This is why we know God is speaking today. Michelle already said it twice today. She said, the kingdom of heaven is near. In fact, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is in you. The promised land, people, is right in here. Yes, we will know it in its fullness. Are you tracking with me? The promised land is where we know the peace and the love and the joy and no more fear. That's the promised land. And it's right here in us. But some of us have been listening to not the voice of love. Some of us, and myself included, this is what he's teaching me, I tend to listen to another voice that's very loud. And that voice is a voice of fear. Why? Don't you think the enemy would want, of all things, to make us fearful slaves again? When God went to all this trouble to set us free so that we could know life and love and joy and peace, the enemy was like, no, you need to be very afraid. And he has a sign, fear this way, follow me. And he's always talking to us. Why do I say this? I really feel like um, that we need to just be aware that we live in a culture that leads us by fear. From the education system to the economics to the politics, you better vote for me or else you, ooh, it's going to be bad. Or how about media? I mean, like I can be in a perfect state of peace and I turn on the TV and man, my peace. Because all of a sudden I am fearful of what's happening in the Middle East. And all of a sudden I'm fearful about the economics situation and I'm fearful about the crime rate that just went up in my neighborhood last night. And I'm fearful of, and they lead me with, and if you want to know what's happening down the street, tune in at five. I mean, they're leading me with fear because I want to know. And so now we have this insatiable hunger to know, well, what else do I need to know? And so we, we are actually encouraged to be fearful because we have to be informed. To the point of, if I'm living over here and I know that my daddy is in control. Listen, you know what I wish? I wish, I, I wish we could turn on the TV and we saw news clips like that one that Randy played for us one morning. It was a story about a boy in Newcastle. Remember that? And here's the story that Tony turned on that night. And it was that this boy had been t- completely paralyzed, right? And somebody gave him a prophetic word that on Thursday you'll be healed. And he wakes up in the middle of the night on Wednesday and he's tingling all the way through his body when he hadn't felt anything in months. And the next morning he got up and he walked and he was completely healed. Do you know what else is going on in the world? God's kingdom is moving. God is at work. But all I hear if I am in the world is I just turn on the news and I hear all this other stuff going on. Now, I'm not saying it's not going on, but I'm saying, as Michelle said this morning, guess who's in charge? And the, of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. This one is rising, and this one may be, but it's not even going to come close to the kingdom of God going forward. 
So it just depends on what voice we're listening to. And I am so susceptible. I like having one of those empathetic spirits. So if you're like sad, I'm just really sad with you. You know, and so if I listen to fearful stuff all the time, I'm just going to be fearful. And I easily forget who my God is, what he has promised, and what he is about to accomplish on the earth. You know what I wish we could see when we turned on the news? How one businessman decided to go into his business and, and build it on godly principles and watch it make a difference in 100 people's lives. And then those people go home and they make a difference in their families. Then those families go out into their community and they make a difference in the world. Nobody tells us those stories, but I want to tell you it's happening. Nobody tells us the stories of the teacher who decided to go into a very dark school system and be a light and love on a few children. And those children were changed forever. And they go on to uh, become teachers themselves and they begin to infiltrate. It's happening. We don't hear these stories. See, it just depends on what voice we're listening to. The kingdom of God is advancing and forceful men shall lay hold of it. We shall listen. We shall be aware. Make us more aware of your presence and make us more aware of what you are doing, who you are, and what you can accomplish. The Israelites just had been delivered. They have seen the most amazing display that cannot be denied of how much God must love them and how powerful he is. Three days later, they're thirsty. They take a drink of the water it's incredibly bitter, and what do they begin to do? Whine, grumble, complain. Oh my gosh, we should have just stayed in Egypt, because there at least we would have had food and water. What were we thinking? Or you got the person in the crowd that's like, I told you we shouldn't go. I knew, I knew the whole time we shouldn't go. I knew it. I told you. I told you. It wasn't me. It was Moses. I, should, I knew. And then you got the people in the crowd that are going, what are we going to do? And it's just total despair. Boom. Then you got the people in the crowd that are the control freaks like me. All right, obviously Moses didn't understand the plan. So I'm going to send out a search team where you guys, you go find water. You, you're in charge of the food. So let's go right now. And we're going to just take over because obviously God has forgotten about us in three days. <laughs> and I'm sitting over here going, how in the world could the Israelites the whole, you know, the Pharaoh thing, and, the, and then there was the sea thing, and it was just three, three days. How could they forget what they just saw? How could they forget how much God loved them? And I heard the Holy Spirit say, Lori, you do it too. You do it too. I can just come out of the most wonderful time with my Lord where he's just overwhelmed me with how much he loves me and how good he is. And, and then I get stuck in traffic. And I'm fearful immediately because I'm going to let down the people I was supposed to meet on time. I am going to continue my reputation of Lori's always 10 minutes late. I am going to, I'm going to let down all the people I said I would be responsible for. And so fear has just entered my life. The Israelites, they followed a voice of fear instead of remembering how much God loves them and what he had just done. And so do I. The Israelites let's just be honest, they believed a lie about God's nature. They didn't really, they couldn't have really believed that he loved them that much. They had forgotten who he was. And third, I believe, and I do the same thing. And third, I believe there was some kind of disconnect here <laughs> between what God did over here, how much he loved them, and their everyday circumstance. And don't you and I do it. 
We come in here, we sing songs about the unfailing love of our God, how we believe that he is great and mighty and there's nothing my God cannot do. And then we go home and we think, well, yeah, that's great there. That's theology. But this is my daily life and I don't have it all together. And so we get all stressed out. We become anxious. And I heard the Lord say this week that we live in a society of anxiety. Because somewhere there is a disconnect between our theology and our everyday life. Now, not always. But guess what? When our theology begins to meet with the everyday trials, the everyday little things, and the very real traumatic things that happen in our life, when those two things meet, that's the promised land. That's when we really experience the unfailing love of our God and his amazing power to do anything that we need. How good is he? I just think we need to be aware. I'm not going to be afraid of it, okay? That would be rather counter. Okay, uh, we just need to be aware that we live in a culture that almost if I begin to live this life of faith and trust and rest, the group over here almost makes me feel like, dude, you're a little bit in denial. Do you, have you ever felt that way? I have. I've had people look at me and say, Lori, you're just one of those happy-go-lucky people. Like, you don't know what's going on in the world, and you really need to become more informed. Like, they almost make us feel like, this is normal. Are you tracking with me? And this is not. But I want to tell you, you and I are children of God. And all I have to do is cry, Abba, Father, I need you right now. And boom, I have his peace. I have his kingdom within me. He is able to do more than I can ever ask or imagine according to the power that is at work within me. He has promised me I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And I can live in this place of peace in the midst of this world where Jesus said you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome this world. And by the way, when you take your king, my kingdom, the promised land, into these places of hopelessness and fear, not only your own, but the people you live with and work with, into your families, into your workplace, into your neighborhoods, where people are, they really are, aren't they? Run by fear, some of us in here. It has made us slaves again. To fear. Oh, but people of God, we are his dearly loved children. And in the same way that if Barry had really made a fair, how sad he would be if his children never got to enjoy it. Our Papa longs for us today to say, follow me. I'm going to lead you in love and truth. I'm not in any hurry. And I want you to enjoy the promised land, the kingdom within you, today and forevermore. So in my society of anxiety, I am going to choose to believe that my God is going to lead me in love. And in closing, I think that he wants us to start discerning when I'm being led by love and when I'm being led by fear, and you, in your time with him, would you ask him for those specifics? Because we just don't have time to do it today. We, your children have been so patient. Okay, but seriously, like, 
Okay, let me give you one example of the 20 that I had for you. I, I got an email last week, and in the email, there was a mention of one of my sons, our sons. And it was one of those sentences that it could kind of be taken a few, you know, different ways, and I wasn't really sure how it, I should take that. Uh, um, <laughs> so here's what happened. I, I decided to take it the worst possible way um, <laughs> because I am a mother. And here's what happens to us mothers. We have this thing called the mama bear syndrome. And, and all of a sudden I thought, oh, do they mean that about my son? And I went <laughs> like this. And then these, like, these nails, these really bad fangs come out. And it's like mama bear. Do you know anybody else relate to Okay. We moms, you see, it's our job to protect our children. And we think that we're responsible for their safety, their good name and their reputation, and everything else in their lives because isn't that what we were designed for? Or am I maybe believing a lie that I'm responsible for something I'm not protecting? At any rate, I took over, got on the email, <laughs> send, ha, mama bear to the rescue, yes sir. About two and a half minutes later, I went, oh God, why did I send that email? See, if I had done what I think the Lord wanted me to do, I could have brought it over here to my husband and I thought, You're a, you have wise counsel, what, what do you think this means? And maybe we could talk about it. I could give myself some space to let the emotions of Mama Bear calm down. I could ask for the Lord's perspective. What do you think about this? Oh, you mean you love him as much as you love me and you're going to take care of him. So like I don't have to defend him and I don't have to grasp for everything for him and you'll provide? And yeah, you will. Then maybe it still would have been appropriate to ask the person who sent the email in person so I was kind of confused about that email. Could you just explain what you meant by that? And then I'll bet, in fact, I already know because we did it. it. That's not what they meant at all. <laughs> Are you tracking with me? Do you see how I, in one instant I gave way to the voice of fear? Then I acted on it before bringing it into the presence of the one who loves me unconditionally, unfailingly, and live in the kingdom peace and security that has been purchased for me. Whew, I'm just thinking we do just this one thing. It's going to revolutionize uh, an entire community this, year, this week, you know? All right, there's half your message. Go home and do the other half. Ask him. I've given you a chart that's on the handout. On your way out, Renee will be there, maybe some other people. Grab a handout. These are just some things that the Lord brought to my memory. Lori, this is when you can tell you're being led by love and when you're being led by fear. Add your own, okay? Ask him. And, and let them be just indicators to us to say, ah, oh, wait a minute, I'm being led by fear in this. I, I'm making that decision because I feel driven to do it. I, I'm making this decision because I feel like I have, I'm in charge and I have to self-protect or, or uh, take care of myself. It, it's a pauper mentality when we've forgotten that we are the adopted sons and daughters of the King of Kings who has all of eternity at our disposal. And we praise you for it, Lord. All right, let me pray for you. Thank you, God, that you did not give us a spirit of fear, but one of love and power and a sound mind. And we thank you, Lord, that when we come into your presence, your perfect love casts out all fear. And we thank you that you have set us free from the spirit of fear and from death and sin and shame and guilt and being responsible for everyone's salvation and all the things that we think we have become slave to. 
we thank you that we are your free, the glorious freedom of the children of God is what we have. And I just release it now in Jesus' name. I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to begin to give us discernment on when we are listening to the wrong voice and following the wrong sign. May we remember that your promised land is like the best fare ever. You've already paid the price and it lives inside of us. And so we promise this week, Lord, that we want to walk with you and talk with you and be led by your spirit and by your love. In Jesus' name, amen. There are two groups of people I think today might want some prayer. Number one, some of you out there are uh, facing a decision that you need to make, and you really want to know, I want to follow God on this. What, what is, where is God leading me? And so if you have a decision like that, and you want to know, have some people just pray with you. Godly counsel. The wisest people I know are the ones who ask for help. Okay? Number two, there are some of us out here that really realize today that we are led by fear all the time. Maybe it's a spirit of fear. Maybe it's just that that's just the only voice we've listened to. And you want to be free. That's what God wants to do because he's so good, so kind. So come up for prayer and people will pray with you and over you or have somebody next to you pray for you. Let's be a free people who are set free to worship him. You are free to go and love and see the Lord. In Jesus' name.